We are back live tonight, and I'm really excited about tonight's program. We got some brand new music that you're going to want to check out. We're going to talk about that in a few seconds. Hey, if you have not liked us or subscribed yet on YouTube, go ahead and do so. Our comment lines are open tonight as well to join the conversation and for your comments. And we will be back in just a few moments with some brand new music. That's right. The comment lines are open. And before we dive into the interview, I want to explain to you what we're about to get into. I've been looking forward to this interview all week. I'm very excited about it tonight. It's kind of why we're on a little bit earlier. Uh, we have a very special guest tonight. His name is Celebrity, and he is what I consider to be a music visionary. Um, not only is he a man of God, but he is a very gifted and talented musician. And what he's done is he's been able to take three 80s rock legends and bring them together to produce a song and release a song that is just absolutely phenomenal. And if you're watching right now, go ahead and comment on this. The The title of the song is All I Need, and this is by Celebrity, and it is featuring George Lynch, Simon Phillips, and Tony Franklin. And if you don't know who they are, We'll talk about that in just a few moments. This is all I need. There is no where I can go where your love will not follow but will I find that peace of mind? Every weary heart longs for in the darkest of corners. Because
friend is auditory gold celebrity thank you for joining us this evening thank you so much for having me that's that's a huge compliment that's a huge compliment thank you very much and jeffrey thank you for joining us this evening he says great song i could just sit and put that on repeat play over and over again there's just such an anointing that lingers on that song and i do have to say i like the hammond organ at the end you know whose idea that was that that? was that was tony franklin's idea was that tony franklin's yes man i really like that because what it does it kind of is like the uh punctuation mark at the end of it of what this is about taking you back to the root of the gospel Mm. you know when i hear that hammond organ you know that is that is just amazing jeffrey says i'm surprised that I'm an 80s Christian music fan and don't recognize any of those names. Well, what? let's what? We'll, we'll talk about that because um, <laughs> most of them were not in the Christian music industry. Which That's is, what yeah. makes it so awesome. That is. That is. And it's so awesome because what I see God doing right now is just releasing his spirit on everybody, just like it says in the book of Acts, that he's going to pour out his spirit on everybody. Um Celebrity, I'll let you talk about the the people that you collaborated with on this project. You know, George Lynch, Simon Phillips, and Tony Franklin. For those who are not familiar with them, can you give us a little bit of their bio that you got to work with um, on this project? Just to keep it short, George Lynch uh, was the lead guitarist for Dokken, um, yes. and uh, the longtime lead guitarist for for Dokken. Uh, Tony Franklin has done numerous projects. Uh, He's worked with uh, the uh, who else? He was he worked White Snake. He's worked yes. with um, uh, I believe they were called Blue Murder. He's worked with the Firm. He's worked with um, oh my goodness, just some incredible. He's done some great bass stuff uh, all across the the industry. 
and Simon Phillips. He has worked with, yeah, I know, right? If you're a drummer, <laughs> you Simon Phillips is like your guy. Um, he is uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame through the band Judas Priest. He has worked with his new pro uh, project. It's called Protocol, but most people would know him from like uh, Toto. He's worked with Toto. Actually, when Toto lost their drummer, he died, um, was one of the brothers of the, the family of Toto. When they lost him and he passed, Simon Phillips was the only drummer they wanted. They didn't even audition of other drummers. They went straight to Simon and said, can you come and play? Wow. Wow. And, you know, and, and Tony Franklin, he also worked with Kate Bush, one of my personal yes. favorites. Yes. Kate Bush and Jimmy Page as well. I mean, what what a lineup that you had for this. How do how are you able to get these guys together to do this? So we all share the same producer in, in L.A. And I'm doing a lot of the the Christian, you know, very vertical lyrics, you know, so that everybody can have a chance to glean from, you know, the spirit of God. Um, even if they don't know God, they, they're, there's something that my hope is that, you know, like in Romans where our spirit connects with his spirit, there is something that, that draws them and they go, there's something different. There's something else. And then the cool part is that a lot of Dokken, white snake you know tony's fans uh simon's fans uh george's fans a lot of some of them are christian you know and to be able to hear these guys part of a project that speaks to their spirit i think is is huge is is just and i've been praying for a long time i've been praying for god to open a door for me to work with some rock stars and I, I just, Simon and I have worked before um, on another project. Uh, and so it was, it was really cool when I put this together, the song was already recorded. And then uh, I said, hey, you know, you think Simon will jump back on, the, on this song too? So Chris, uh, big Chris Flores, our producer said, let me reach out to him. Simon was like, sure, jumped on. And then we went to George. And George was like, oh, he was busy working on his brand new project with what, the lynch mob. And uh, he was he listened to it and he was like, yeah, 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 I can I, I'll play on this. And then we were like, well, we got two. Might as well go for a bass player. And so he said, what he went, reached out to Tony, played the song for Tony, told Tony that uh, Simon was playing drums and George was playing guitar. And Tony was like, I'm I'm in. And so just jumped right on board. And my my producer, this is how I know it's a God thing. You know, A, I've been asking God to open this kind of door to do music um, at this level. And B, my producer says this doesn't happen in the industry unless you're talking about famous bands that have merged to yeah. do projects. This kind of stuff where somebody just like me, you know, who's been doing music for a while, yes. But still, I'm... I'm not Simon Phillips or George Lynch or, you know, I'm not that level. You know, I hadn't, I'd never reached that level, but for them to jump on and say all of them to get three of them to jump on and be featuring, you see a lot of albums where there's one, you know, featuring so-and-so or featuring so-and-so. And, and unless it is somebody famous where they can get more than one person to, to feature with them, my, my producer was like, this is this doesn't even happen in the industry. So I knew it was a God thing. And so we just ran with it. 
totally, totally miraculous. When you started getting the feedback that they were going to join the project with you, how did you feel on the inside? I kept getting more and more excited. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? This is, this is good. Is this going to, you know? And then it, it was just, I was so excited because George is actually one of my guitar heroes. You know, um, Slash is also, he's looking at doing some stuff with this project. So we're opening the door. We're trying to, we're trying to bring people into something because Slash is more along the lines. He is Christian, but he's along the lines of he's given up alcohol. He's he's sober, you know. So this project spoke to him, you know, and that's kind of where we are with this whole thing. Um, a lot of it is because it's coming from in me, you know, the spirit of God is going to flow through it um, because it's a, a, um, aligned with uh, drug and alcohol, you know, recovery. It's it speaks to other people in the industry who have brought their lives out of that, you know, that lifestyle. Yes. Hey, we have Joshua, son of none, watching us live on YouTube tonight. Joshua, thank you for joining us. Hey, he Josh. Said, this is legendary. Yeah. You know what? Um, I, I know Josh. And what I'm going to do is he's a musician uh, here in the Columbia area, Christian musician. And uh, I'll get, uh, you'd probably be interested in, in, in talking to him and uh, linking up. Um, I, I think uh, we can do something. That's one of the things that we do here is connect. And, you know, I, I do have to say this. You know, when you take a look at my spiritual journey, God speaks to me through music um, a lot of times. And music, music is a major part of things that he's trying to show me or accentuate in my life yes. there was a point in my life where there was a particular docking song that god was using to get me to where i am today so what's that alone again oh i'm alone yes without yes oh my gosh that that is yes. completely when you you can make that a vertical lyric because literally it speaks to the spirit saying without yes. god i am truly alone you yes. know, it's Christ's on the cross. Why, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? You know, yes. I mean, yes, that's a yes. very good song. And George plays a great solo in that. He really does. He, so, George, <laughs> if you are going to watch this on the replay, or watching now, thank you for that great solo and that great song. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, you know, what was it that sparked the motivation to write this song and to produce this song? Hmm. So this song has very much um, come from a place of my my run with addiction and my walk with God. It has the the very first line of the song. The very first line is a paraphrase of Romans eight thirty eight and eight thirty nine. The very first words say, "Without you are here with with me," you know, and and your your love is here with me. There is nowhere I can go where your love will not follow me. That is that is Romans 8, 38 and 39. And because that scripture was actually one of the scriptures that helped to, to break me free from my addiction because it dispelled that, that um, what's the word I'm looking for? It dispelled that uh, that belief in me that I was, like you said, alone um, because I'm, I'm not. And once we can get into the mindset of God is real and I am not alone, we can actually begin to understand that his power that he creates and the entity that he is, is the substruct of this planet, 
and this universe. And that kind of power, the ability has the ability to set me free from anything. Yeah. You know, what you're saying is I, I woke up this morning and I was kind of ruminating on this a little bit and the song, and I was like, okay, I need to search the scriptures this morning on the sufficiency of Christ. So I, I, I dive, I'm a, I'm a deep diver into, into scripture. Um, and the Lord took me to uh, Colossians 2.10, and I found this very interesting, and it ties in exactly with what you're saying. It says, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So not only is Paul saying, are we complete in Jesus, but he's saying why, and the, the why is very interesting because he's the head of all principality and power. Well, these are the same words, arche and parousia, that are used in Ephesians 6.12, the principalities and powers that we wrestle against. So we are not alone in this battle. He is sufficient because he is the head of all of that. He can yes. just tell it, back off, back off. Move just like he did on earth when 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 he cast out demons out of people, he just spoke and they fled. And those and words are right. actually used in in uh, Romans eight thirty eight and thirty nine. It says yes. that the, one of the things that can separate us, that can't separate us from God, are principalities and powers. So these are things that that and you want to know what one of the coolest parts about that scripture. And I I try to share this with my students. Um, cause when we're talking stuff comes up cause God's spirit's moving back and forth. Um, that scripture does not mention the past of all no, the no. things that it says that can separate us from God. Okay. It doesn't even bother to bring up the past when it's bringing up principalities and powers, because when people are starting to think of one of the first things people say, you know, Oh, you know, God can never accept me because of my past. Oh, no, he doesn't even consider that when he's talking about the things that could even possibly separate him from you. You know, when he's saying nothing can separate you from me, not these things. Look at this list. This is the list of things that I'm telling you. Nothing can separate my love from you. But I don't even consider your past to even put it on this list. Wow. Wow. That everybody was worth the cost of this live stream this evening <laughs> there's the cost wow. of admission right there. that but, right I mean, there because so many of us i mean and i hear it from people who struggle with addiction from people who you know are, are struggling in life it's one of the first things that people say you know oh there's no way that that god could love me you know look at my past and god's like I, nope not going to look at your past you know that's that's water under the bridge, you know, that I'm talking about you right now. And Romans 8, 38 and 39, really that, that spoke, it's what wasn't in the scripture that spoke to me. That's how I knew God's spirit was speaking. Wow. You know? Yes. Yes. That, that is, that is how, you know, you, you, you've got it spot on right there. How have people reacted? What are some of the reactions you've gotten to this, uh, to this song? I mean, for the most part, uh, it, it's been the usual, you know, oh, I, I I, really needed to hear this, you know, today or that. But I haven't really gotten any of those, you know, mind-blowing, you know, off-the-cuff, just massively awesome stories. But the crazy thing is, is that just because I haven't heard them doesn't mean they don't exist. Exactly. You know, and, and because the truth about ministry 
is that our work often we're not going to see the fruit of of our work and we're not really supposed to because it's not about how well we've done or how great the song is it's about god is touching and, and moving and doing in whoever's life that he in, intended this song to touch you know and and i don't need to know all of that that's good enough for me that's awesome and uh, Jeffrey says, great point on Romans 8, 38 through 39. And the fact that the past is not mentioned, that is, uh, you know, that's the word. That's what this is about. This is about the word of God. And I pray right now in Jesus name that there's somebody watching that needs to hear that tonight. Somebody that may be struggling with addiction, you know, and when I listen to this song, even though you might not hear the, the testimonies that you would expect, um, I do have to say this is that this is a song that is needed for this time, not just because of the addictions, but because of the turmoil that both the Christian and secular music industries are in. There needs to be a clear cut word that's coming forth. There needs to be encouragement. There needs to be anointed by the spirit of God. And when I listen to this, I'm like, man, this is something I could listen to over and over again, something that needs to be played on the radio. And it's just, it's just anointed. And to see somebody with your heart putting this out there, getting the support from the Lord, what he provided you with, I think you're just really seeing the beginnings of what God's doing with you through your music um, and, and where he wants to take you with it. Uh, it's just Thank you. awesome. How can people get a copy of All I Need? And I did provide a link as well, but what are ways that people can get a copy of this song? Uh, it is on Spotify. It is on YouTube. It is on uh, I, iTunes. It is on Apple Music. It is uh, on Amazon Music. Uh, it is... I had them all written down. It's, it's on this thing called Deezer. It's, on, it's, on, it's in places that I don't even know where to find it. Okay. So, <laughs> so there thing. are a lot of streaming platforms that are out there that where you'll be able to find the song okay and we have provided a link as well for our viewers on youtube if you look below down in the description we have the apple music link where they can go and purchase a copy of it please support this ministry and if you're watching on facebook i finally learned where that is that is above my head if you're watching us on facebook in the description for the apple music link go ahead and purchase a copy of this release to support this ministry. The heart behind it is amazing. And, and we have a, a true man of God on with us this evening. This is Celebrity. And we listen to All I Need. And I do have to say, she wanted to be in here. And you, you know or She wanted to be in here for the live stream this evening. That's Amy, our studio <laughs> dog. And uh, you get Amy's paw of approval on, on this song. She listens Thank to you, all Amy. the music. Thank you. <laughs> Two paws up. There Thank we you. go. There we go. And speaking <laughs> of dogs, this show is going to the dogs. You have a Frenchie. My Frenchie likes to put four paws up. So. Four paws up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your Frenchie. What's it like living with a Frenchie? She is three years old. Her name is Finley, and she is definitely my, my patience worker. When I ask God for patience, that's why I got Finley. So, but she's, she's very cute. She's amazing. She's that dog. If Finley was a human being, Finley would be that person that you just couldn't understand why they were so mean, yet everybody liked them so much, <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> Finley is like the little devil dog. But then when she puts her face outside the window, you know, people, they want to pet her at the drive-thru. They, the bank people. I was just talking to my bank person yesterday and she was like, do you remember when we took your dog out of the car and brought it in the secret side door of the bank and the dogs running around the bank? I was like, Oh my gosh, Finley gets to do all the cool stuff. <laughs> we have a, you mind if I show a quick, I'll just show a little sec, few seconds of Finley's video. This is, this yeah. is Finley. We were looking at this before we got, before we got started. This is Finley. I was wondering the same thing, Harper. <laughs> that is snorting. What? I'm sorry. Was she the one that snorted in the video? Was that her or the bigger dog? That... That's that was that was Finley, and she that does was her Finley. Little, she likes to, like I said, she just came downstairs that morning and decided she was just going to backstroke in one place in the living room, and our, our that was a silver lab. That was Harper. Mm -hmm. Um, Harper comes over and it's like, let me smell this. Are you okay? What are you doing? Is this all right? You know, <laughs> dad, do you see this? <laughs> do you see what's happening over here? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. That's Finley. Oh, wow. And as we were talking earlier this evening, you're all the way out in Wisconsin. I um, am. The, the cheese state. The cheese state. And you were telling me about something that I have not heard of before, but I need to try called squeaky cheese. It's what is when, squeaky cheese? When cheese is fresh, like really, really fresh, if you eat it, when you chew on it, it will squeak. And that's how you know you have fresh, fresh cheese. So I'm going to send you fresh cheese so, awesome. you, can, so you can squeak. <laughs> I'm going to experience and when I get it, I will do it online. I've eaten hot sauce <laughs> online, testing different flavors, of hot sauce. <laughs> so we'll oh, have to do that. Goodness. We'll have to do that. We'll have to do the squeaky cheese. You know, one of the things that I could just tell this about you when you when you sent the song, and I started looking into who you are. You know, I really like to see who is this person. And what I see is somebody who's more than just a musician, but you're also an entrepreneur. You minister in other areas of life. It's not just about the music. And also, you're a man who regards, has a very high regard for his family. First of all, I have to ask, and this might help some of our viewers and listeners, how do you balance it all and do it so well? I don't. You don't? I don't. My wife is probably <laughs> watching right now going, don't say it. Don't say you do. <laughs> don't say you do. Because I don't. I don't do it well. She She helps me immensely she is the type a very on time very on point very you know be better to get to here um and i am i'm so not i'm the creative but to be able to i i i pray a lot i spend a lot of time talking with god and i just i really you know my wife calls it fly by the seat of your pants kind of person but i i really try to just whatever god has in front of me to do I try to get it done. You know, attention deficit disorder is my spiritual gift because I can literally, <laughs> I, know, I can literally like just, you know, this and the dogs are barking and she's like, don't you hear the dogs barking? No, I don't. I'm doing this. You know, let me get this done for God. Let me get this done for family. Let me get this done for work. Let me get, you know, and that's, that's just me. And balance is something that we try to seek. It's, it's a temporal thing. It's a temporal thing. And if we try to focus on it, I, I, this is just me. 
this is this is not this is not you know written in therapy um this if we try to focus on I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. A lot of times it'll create a stress in us that doesn't allow us to spend the time with God that we need to spend. Because sometimes God is going, you know, hey, hey, hey. And you're like, no, my schedule says this. And God's going, hey, hey. And you're like, no, my schedule says this. And sometimes just the inability to step back and say, okay. Lord, you've got something to say. Why don't you say it? Because I may need what you need to say for what I'm about to do. And that mindset can kind of bring, you know, stress, de-stress us. Okay. You know, as I'm thinking, I, I, I really see a lot of grace involved with that. God's grace to be able to do those things. And the other thing too, is it's, you know, Holy Spirit moves where he desires to move. Nobody can really you, you can't pre-program, oh, he's going to be moving here today and tomorrow. And that's the way Jesus operated. He only did what he saw his father doing. That is true. That is true. You know, when, and I think when, a lot of the these... disciples were like, uh, uh, Lazarus is, is dead, you know, or Lazarus is dying. You know, it, it, one of those things where it was like, hmm, um, we'll wait. We'll wait, you know, and he had a purpose for that. But they were very much like, why aren't we going now? Why aren't we going now? Why aren't we doing this now? And Jesus was like, because there's a purpose. There's a reason that we're not doing this now. You know, they need to see a different side of me. They need to see a bigger thing from me. And if we go now, they won't see that. Yeah. And God's timetable is different than ours. Very. I don't think he even has one. I, I, I don't I, think so. We live within the confines of time, and he's like, you know, well, my last my last intervention project, um, we were God brought the screw tape letters. Have you ever read the screw tape letters? I've read parts of it, parts of it, yes. I'm telling if people really want to grasp the the understanding of what demonic force looks like in our lives, read the screw tape letters. It it fascinated me you know, with how meticulous it, it, it was with our time and with our pride and with these little things that, that the enemy can use in order to dissuade us just enough so that that path, you know, to, to hell is, is slow and we don't even see it coming. Wow. 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 Screw tape letters. I'm going to have to read the whole thing all the way through now and encourage all of our viewers and listeners to do that. Can you tell us a little bit more about the other ministry aspects that you're involved with outside of music? Um, well, music is part of the whole thing. Uh, okay. I have what's called the My Light Ministries. And My Light Ministry is the umbrella over the Extreme Intervention Project and Wisdom Productions. The Extreme Intervention Project is the opportunity to share that good news um, through drug and alcohol intervention and through that process. Uh, Wisdom Productions is the opportunity to share that good news through media and public speaking and music. So all of it is, we know it, it, it is very, you know, and it's called My Light, and I debated over that for a while, but the truth is, is that Whoever's saying it is saying my light, but that light 
we know is the source of that light is Christ. The source of that light is God. But when it shines, you know, it, it is very much, if you see my light, you're seeing him. You're seeing yeah. his light. Yes. Well, you know, it says in Isaiah 60 at verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, for thy light has come. There's a very personal aspect to it. It's not just the light, or it's it's thy light has come, making it very personal. And Joshua also says uh, concerning C.S. Lewis, mere Christianity is a good one to read as well. Yes. Another, another good book to read. Um, so the music ties into everything that you are doing ministry-wise. That's wonderful how that all works. Yeah, because that's that's the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God isn't broken away from this or broken away from that. The Spirit of God is called the Spirit of Unity. And the Spirit of Unity is the Spirit of completeness. That And, and God's God has even a number for, for complete. You know, and so at the end of the day, you want this to be complete. I want to be complete. My the ministry and the light that he shines in my life that shines out to other people is to help them to become complete. And so that's what my light ministry does, whether it's music, whether it's public speaking, whether it's, you know, uh, drug and alcohol intervention. This is about relationship that makes people complete. Yeah. That, that wholeness. And, you know, probably one of the most complete people that we see in scripture is King David who was a psalmist, a king, a warrior, a poet, and a few other things, too. I mean, he, he, he was just doing everything. And that's something our society really can't wrap its mind around. Uh, it's like, well, this is who you are. You fit in this box here. Or this is who you are, and you fit in this box here. The, our, our mind really can't comprehend somebody who has a heart towards the Lord and is just, you know, who reflects the glory of the Lord and then can go out and slay Philistines like a madman and then go write awesome songs. Uh, <laughs> he slays Philistines like nobody's business, you know, and just, but, and at the same, all of those aspects of his life revolved around his relationship with God. Yes. That completeness. Yes. And, you know, that even says that in um, Colossians 2, in the verses before verse 10, where it says, walk in Christ, and that walking in Christ, the word is peripateo in Greek, which means to make a circle, and Christ is in the center of that circle. And that's, mm. that's where we get Christ-centered from. It's not just, well, this is about Jesus. It's that Jesus, everything that you're doing is emanating from that relationship with, with the Lord, like you were just saying. And that brings us back to this understanding the relationship, you know, and I'll talk more about that, you know, down the line. But when we get into addiction, we get, we put Christ out here and we put our substance in the center. So we become drug centered. We become alcohol centered. We become self-centered. And that now everything revolves around that and our lives fall apart because we don't have the ability to center our lives in ourselves and have any kind of help for other people. Would you say that's the balance that we were trying to define earlier? Is that having that balance is having Christ in the center of everything? Would, would you agree, disagree Amen. with that? I would agree with that. I would definitely yeah. agree with that. 
Yeah, I, I think we just answered our question earlier. There it is. There it is. <laughs> How do you achieve the balance? Jesus is in the center of everything. Parapateo walking in that complete circle with him in the center. And what you're doing comes from your own experience. You're, you've not always been at the place that you're in right now. Uh, you yourself, you struggled with addiction and God delivered yes. you from that. Can you share your testimony with us? Um, I grew up uh, in the Episcopal Church. I was an altar boy, you know, an acolyte. Uh, and it was music, sports, and science that drew me further and further away from God, living life, you know, going to school, studying biology, you know, um, eventually studying human anatomy and physiology and kinesiology. Um, but at the end of the day, it was <clears throat> music that put me, kept me in that environment that fed my addiction. It was, it helped me around the people that kept me with the desire to, to use drugs and alcohol. Uh, sports eventually created the physical pain in my life that ended up causing me to self-medicate. And then it was science that kept me focused on these, you know, very temporal uh, resolutions to my problem. You know, um, when my problem was, was very much rooted in a spiritual aspect of my life, you know, and so those issues, those, those processes weren't addressing what was really going on in me. And it kept that revolving door of addiction going on in my life, you know, until I was able to, I am a proud graduate of Teen Challenge, uh, the ministry. Um, it is one of the programs that I work with. Uh, I work with a few of them across the country um, with other, along with other programs, uh, because again, their completeness, you know, there, there is, you cannot separate the scripture from the science. You cannot separate God from the the foundations of the powers and resources and 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 you know the energies that that create things in this in this world you cannot separate god from those things because he created those things yes. so god is in our medicine god is in our science god is in our psychology and all of these because god created this brain we can't, we can't duplicate this. We've tried. And again, it's, it's why neurologists say, you know, AI is great, but it'll never come, it'll never come close. A, because to say that AI is going to become human is impossible because AI can't become you. You know, there is an aspect to this human brain that cannot be duplicated because we don't know what it is. This conscious thinking, breathing, decision-making you can't be duplicated. You know, between 200 and 1,000 uh, volts of electricity will restart your heart if it stops. Your brain stops, there is no electricity that'll start it back up again. It's gone. Because once you leave this, you know, and it takes us back to, to Christ on the cross, so really, when you begin to study and understand how this brain works, it, it's fascinating. And when Christ is on the cross, the last thing he says is into your arms, I commit my spirit, you know, um, and that means that he, it was over. Yes. He, he literally 
was able to shut this thing down and leave. You know, we are not capable of that. We are not capable of shutting this down and just leaving and making our way. I am gone. I'm going to go to the Father. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And, and when, when our brains shut down, we shut down. You know, there is no more us. There is a mass in there, but that mass is not us. And how God put us and connected it to our spirits and this mass that we use to power our hearts and, and, and do all these other things in our bodies that we don't even control. How God put that together, science will never be able to duplicate. Never duplicate it, no. And I like that you brought up the point of AI, because what this all boils down to is that we are the only creation that has been created in the image of God. And that has a lot to do with it. We are the only creation that has been created in the image of God. Not even the angels. They haven't been created in the image of God. They don't have that. Um, and, and last week, we had a very interesting conversation about all this um, uh, all these hearings on Capitol Hill about UFOs and extraterrestrial life. And we, we, we pondered into that a little bit. And basically what it all boils down to is if there is, um, well, they were created by God. He created but that guess too. what? Yeah, but guess what? They were not created in the image of God. Right. We were. And that's why we have all this cosmic jealousy from these principalities and powers, the Perusia and the Arche that is spoken of in Romans and Colossians and in Ephesians. They don't have that. They're jealous of it. We were created in the image of God. That's that's it. A couple other points that um, I want to highlight as well is you and I have something in common. I, too, grew up in the Episcopal Church, ah. was an acolyte, an altar boy, and a chalice bearer. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Did you swing the, the smoke? <laughs> I, I didn't get to do that. The priest, the, the priest did that. You know, and, and there was something about that. You know, I was lost as a goose. Um, but <laughs> um, I would sit up there on the altar and ponder. I'd be like, okay, there's got to be something more to all of this. You know, there, there's got to be something more. And God had to bring me down to South Carolina to actually hear the gospel, you know, in completion and understand it. Um, but with, you know, even with all the ceremony and the ritual, one of the things I liked about it when I was lost was it took me away from the world. It took me like into another place. You know what I'm saying? You, yes. you know, when you put on the robes yeah. as an altar boy or as a chalice bear, I mean, as a chalice bear, I rode, wore the black robes with the white. I mean, I would have looked like an angel if I flapped my wings and stuff like that. <laughs> and, yes. um, you know, yeah. those. Yep. Yep. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. When you, when you, when you serve the chalice, my dad always told me, he's like, whatever you do when you're serving the wine, don't say over lips, pass the gums, watch out, tummy, here it comes. <laughs> that's not a prayer. That's nowhere. <laughs> he said, don't do that. <laughs> the other thing too, is as, as we're talking about the brain, you probably see my skull with the Raven over here and people are like, well, why do you have a skull? Well, I'm a brain tumor survivor. Wow. I'm a brain tumor survivor. Um, that is I had awesome. A, yes. God healed me completely uh, from it. Um, for about three years, I had to take medications in the recovery phase. And they're like, you're going to be on these medications for the rest of your life. 
However, God has completely healed me. I'm no longer on the medication. I'm fully functioning. Um, you know, that is now if something goes wrong with, with the live stream, maybe I could break, blame it on that. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> but yeah, he, um, he, he healed me from a brain tumor so that that brain can be used to, to glorify him. Absolutely. And I mean that I was thinking on stuff like that earlier, you know, the fact that the things that we can't explain that still happen, you know, those stories, you know, you work in rescue, you know, and so you, you understand those stories of, oh my goodness, there was no way they should have survived that, you know, yes. or there was no way that they should have lived through that, you know, and, you know, I, I've, I've had people under, on there, you should have been dead. I don't even understand. Had a guy, um, I had helped his daughter a while back and he called me up on the phone. He goes, pray for me. I said, what's going on? He said, I've got a cancer growing in my heart just happened to go to the doctor and there was a little something going on hey let's get that checked out and then the next thing he finds out he's got cancer in his heart wow so i prayed with him and i said we're just going to keep praying through this thing and he said he goes the doctor told him i don't even understand how you're still alive you know and this is one of those things where now he's okay a little bit of radiation a little bit of do what the doctor said to do. Again, there, there are certain things that we cannot explain. We can't explain why some people die from addiction. We can't explain why some people survive through addiction. But the only thing that we do know is that there is a learning scale. There is a, there's a lesson in whether you, you do or you don't. Yes. And all of those things can, Romans 8, 28, work together for good to those who yes. are called according to. You know. Yes. We we would not have the Raven's Heart live stream if I did not have a brain tumor. Really? We would not have this. No, we we would not have this. It's when I was going through the, and and Jeffrey, thank you for for your comment. Praise the Lord. Yes, all glory to him in in the healing. Um basically um yeah, it, when I had the tumor, I had to I had to heal from it. There was a healing time. Um but also at that same time um I basically, you know, and I'm going to be very honest, I, I lost my family um, through a divorce as I was going through the healing process. So it was just, just me and the Lord. And there were a couple other factors going on. Um, and I had also just left a very strict religious um, organization that was, uh, call it for what it is, basically a cult. So um, I really had a hard time. I had to trust in Christ to make it through that, uh, all of that. But I couldn't pick up the word because of the way that it was tainted from where I was at. I, I just couldn't do it. Um, prayer was hard for me to do. I, I just couldn't do it. I was trying to figure out what this was all about, but, and, and I spent a lot of time listening to um, not Christian music, but symphonic metal from Europe and some other, you know, bands. And God literally spoke to me through that music. And yep. Yep. I was like, Oh my. And then came, came and I was like, okay, I'm going to write a book about this. And I did. It's called stones that cry God's precious metal. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's available on Amazon about the whole process and how God revealed to me how he is speaking through everything yes. to get people's attention. And that's why I really appreciate 
this whole project that you've done with these three guys from the, that were legends to me in the eighties. I mean, all of their music, you know, was echoing throughout my room and probably pretty much the entire house, uh, where, <laughs> with the level that I was playing it at, um, you know, and here they are joining you to glorify God. Yeah. And by them sowing into that, what are they going to reap out of that? And that's one of the great parts, you know, about it is that, you can say what you want to say that, oh, these aren't Christian musicians. They don't have to be. That's that's not the qualifications. Roman Romans, what is it, uh, 2.14, will literally tell you that there's a group of people who live by God's principles yes. who will find themselves in heaven. Yes. You know. So at the end of the day, we don't get to say who God calls home. We don't get to judge who they are, we don't get to judge because we are all imperfect works in progress down here. And at the end of the day, I always tell people, I Romans Romans 8.28 says, for those who are called according to his purpose. And people will go, oh, well, you know, that means that God works things out for good for those who love him and those who are working for him. No, because he called them to me to that purpose when I wasn't following him, when I yep. wasn't believing in him, when I wasn't loving him, you know, yes. he's yep. yet, he still died for me while I was still a sinner, yes. you know? Yes. And, and, and to, to, you know, to your point, King Cyrus, who blessed the Jews, rebuilding of the temple, released from Babylonian captivity, Cyrus was not a Jew. Okay. The, the uh, donkey that spoke to Balaam <laughs> was not a Jew. <laughs> was not a Jew. <laughs> was not a person. I'm not, I'm not sure how you categorize that one. But scripture <laughs> says that if we don't, the rocks will cry out. Cry out. Yep. And that's the premise of the you book know? that I wrote, Stones That Cry. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I got really excited just the other day um, with a new release from a band from Germany. And I'm going to do a little snippet on this in a couple of days. Uh, a band uh, Serenity and they brought Roy Kahn who used to be with Camelot um, to do the lead vocals. And nice. I know that Roy has met the Lord and uh, the title of the song is the fall of man. And I could preach from it. And it's like, we've got this secular band from Germany showing us what the problem of the world is through this song. W what have mm -hmm. we been doing? Or have we been, you know, if we're not doing it, he's going to do it through whatever means possible because he's not going to stop because he loves us that much that he can make known. Like God is able to use the path that we're on to make a pathway back to him. Even if that pathway is in a different direction, yes. God will use that path to bring us back to him. Yes. Yes. And that's, that, that's what, that's what happened with me. So I can, I can say that that does, that does happen. And that's why we're here, why we're here tonight we may have somebody that's watching us um, now or maybe on the replay or listening to us on the, the audio replay um, that may be struggling with addiction. What, what advice or what would you say to them today if they are struggling with addiction? Well, that's a good question. That is a really good question. The first thing is to break through the deception that you're alone. And, and I'm not going to break away, you know, to now to Romans 8, 38 and 39. What I'm actually going to do is tell you that it's, it's deception to think that you're alone. 
because there is not a single person out there who is struggling with addiction who will say that there is no one that I can call on the phone that will not say, how can I help you? There isn't a single addict in this country that has nobody that they will that they, if they pick up the phone and right now as I'm saying it, if they're listening, they know that person. They know who that person is. It's not the aspect that you you can't you don't have somebody to call. Okay. It's that there is a fear of making that call. And the problem with the fear of making that call is that fear is a deception as well. Because it's not the result, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say this, not to say, you know, it's a, it's a bad concept. Okay, I just, I just feel like there's, there's another way of looking at things. Um, that fear isn't of the result of, of a disease that you have. That fear doesn't come from a disease. Okay, that fear is a response to the nature of the relationship that you have with the substance that you've committed yourself to. This is a relationship. The brain is designed, we are designed by God to be in relationship. And so our brain conceptualizes and processes our addictions as relationships. It explains why we do some of the things that we do, why they take over important processes in our lives. It, it's more important to, it's why we lie for them. It's why we we try we have to feed them we steal for them nobody does these things for diseases you know and i'm just putting it out there um god created us and our brains for relationship you know and it's the confirmation to what neurologists say that our brains do process addiction things like addiction as relationship so looking at our addictions and looking at your addiction as a relationship actually makes it about 80% more, mm, you'll be 80% more successful in getting rid of, of that out of your life. When you look at it that way, um, overcoming it, you're 80% more, more likely to, to overcome it because that's how our brains understand it and that's how our brains process it. So if to, to say it like, like this is, you know, there's somebody out there who is waiting for you to do what you need to do so that they can be who they need to be. You know, um, I know of people who may have died. Had I not done what I needed to do, come to the Lord and done, move in the direction that I've moved. And I know of over 400 people, you know, that I have been a tool for God to change their lives. Had that not happened, their lives may very well be different or God would have found, you know, another way to do it, you know, but he's called us to do something. And the first step is to understand that you're not bound by a disease. What you, you are, you are held in a relationship. And, and yes, if you choose to look at it, a disease, then just look at it as this is the only disease or disorder that is 100% reversible. I know people who have heart disease. I know people who have leukemia. I have people who have cancer who wish they could just, you know, make a decision and do something different and it would go away. Um, your brain has the ability to help you heal from this. And God 
gave you that ability. And I try to teach people how to use it. Wow. I had never considered that. That is such a point of wisdom that it's a relationship um, and looking at it that way. And I, I'd also like to add that you are not your addiction. God made you something different, um, made you something special. Um, he's, he's got plans that he's foreordained for you that you can't even imagine yet. And mm. that is so true. And Jeffrey, um, going back to a point that we were just talking about a minute ago, he brought up a very good point. <clears throat> he says, even wicked Ahab, when he girded himself with sackcloth following Naboth's murder, God delayed judgment on Ahab's house to the next generation because Ahab humbled himself. So even the, mo the one of the most wicked kings or the most wicked king humbled himself before the Lord. There was a time that he responded to the word of the Lord. Go think about that for a moment. I, I think that in everybody's life, there is a point in time that they respond to the word of the Lord. It may not be in repentance unto salvation. It may not be believing in Jesus, but they respond to the Lord. Because I even think about it, you know, when you think about this this weird matrix that we live in, this circuit, you know, as it's described in, in Proverbs, um, there are people that have done things that God's moved upon them and they don't even know him, but they're like, I just feel I need to do this for you. I need to do this. And they're responding to the Lord. And man, I'd like to encourage everybody just to go back in your life and just think, if you're not saved and if you don't know Christ, think about those times that you felt compelled to do something that was good, um, yeah. that was just, that was honorable, that might've been God. What else is it that God's speaking to you? You know, is he calling you? Is he wooing you? Man, if he is, cry out to him, repent, believe upon him. Uh, you know, he wants to save you. He loves us. He's, he's jealous for us. That's why he sent Jesus to die for us, because he wants to redeem us, and he wants to redeem you in what he's called you to do. If you are you know, living outside of Christ uh, and you're successful, um, that's, that's nice, but it's nothing like living in obedience to Christ nothing like it at all. Um, it's got nothing to do with about, it's got nothing to do about money. It has to do with the fact of man. And you can probably attest to this slippery, slippery when you are walking in the fullness of what God's called you to do, it is the best, the safest place to be and the most exciting place to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You have to experience it to understand it. And, uh, I've walked in it and Celebrity's walked in it. And, you know, really right now, brother, I am just honored to have you on with us this evening. Uh, just the wisdom that it's you have. Here. Thank you. It's just, it's just exciting. And there's ministry going forth and everybody that's been commenting tonight. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. You've brought up awesome, awesome points for us to talk about. It's fun to have people uh, do that with us tonight. You know, before we close for the evening and get ready for the, Get ready for the weekend, because I know, as they say in the 80s, everybody's working for the weekend <laughs> right now. <laughs> Had to throw that one it. in there. <laughs> Had to throw that one in there. Good old Mike Reno. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to share with our viewers and listeners this evening? Um, I think the word that comes to mind is Joppa. Um, <clears throat> if, if you know the the story of Jonah, or if you've watched or seen the the Acts of the Apostles and understand Peter, they both wound up in this place called Joppa. Joppa is a port. It was a port city. I believe today it's Tel Aviv. Um, and if we we understand something, 
that we are all going to be in a, a port situation, whether it's school, whether it's a new church, whether it's a new job situation, whether, you know, no matter what, whether it's a treatment facility, um, God is going to put us in a place where he will be importing stuff into us. Okay. We can have based on, on uh, Peter and based on Jonah, we have two choices. Those two choices are either we can stay and pray and for the benefit of the lives of others, or we can go to Joppa and we can run away at the expense of the lives of others. You know, there, there is definitely an opportunity for each and every one of us to realize that where we are is not just for us. Where we are, my the music is not just for me. When I'm when I'm in a place and I'm writing music, it's Joppa. God is trying to import something into me. And then also because it's a port, he's then going to export that from me. So God wants to import things into you. God wants to export you to other places as a vessel to then people can get those, those supplies, those needs that have been given to you. Allow God to do that. Allow God to do that. Allow yourself to stay and pray and try to keep yourself from running away. Let me ask you this question concerning Joppa. Uh, <laughs> I've actually now been, that you I've, say I've, it, I've been I've been to Tel Aviv. Great cheeseburgers in Tel Aviv, by the way. Wow! At, at Mike's at Mike's place, they do they nice. do them right. Um, but Joppa can that be an uncomfortable place when you're in that port? Joppa was uncomfortable for both Peter and Jonah. Jonah was already in an uncomfortable place, but once he went to Joppa, that's how you know Tarshish came after Joppa for him. It was to run away. Peter was uncomfortable in Joppa, but still he he prayed through that and was able to bring someone back to life. He was able to be a part of something that was larger than him. We are always going to be, you know, our our the best life and the helping others is always going to come in a place of discomfort for us. And because that's how these things are designed, that is why coming out of addiction because what we've been doing the wrong thing feels right and when it comes time to do the right thing it feels wrong because there's a pattern that's in here that's why romans 12 2 says we have to be separated from the patterns of this world do not be conformed to the patterns of this world you know but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Scripture doesn't say the renewing of your brain. It says the renewing of your mind because your mind is that thinking, decision-making, conscious part of you, not your brain. Your brain is an organ like your heart, like your biceps, like anything else. It's just an organ. You are your mind. And when we transform by the renewing of our minds, we are able to, to, to get rid of patterns that we have developed, whether they're addictive patterns, whether they're, they're, they're life patterns with any kind of patterns in our lives. We are able to overcome that because we are created to be able to do that because we were designed for relationship. 
Wow. Um, <clears throat> that was worth <laughs> this. And that's this why we're uncomfortable. And that's yeah. why we're uncomfortable. We're uncomfortable not because it's the wrong thing to do. We're uncomfortable because the pattern is already here and we have to undo it. And that's the uncomfortable part. And that's the reason why we run is because we're pain avoidant. We avoid pain and we want to run the opposite direction. Oh, this isn't comfortable. And we've got to get out of this mindset that if it's not comfortable, it's of the devil. And if it's comfortable, it's of God. When in a lot of ways, it's the opposite way around and retraining and rewiring our mind, what you're saying. And Jeffrey, again, nailing it. He says, great word. Never thought of Joppa that way. Neither have I until this evening. I'm getting fed sitting here in the studio tonight. This is We this are is in awesome. Joppa tonight. Yes. Yes. I am being fed by Jeffrey and other people. Um, we are in Joppa. Wherever we are, we are in a port, you know, and, and, and this is... We have to see things that way, because if we start to look at life that way, we start to see things differently. And if we're able to see things differently, we are able to change people's lives because we know how to change. Wow. And one of the ways that uh, one of my pastors um, describes that is choosing the filter that we look at things through, looking at things through the correct filter. Um, and we have to change those filters to see things the way we have to put on the God filter. And yep. see it through the eyes of the way that the Lord sees it. So pain is good. <laughs> no, it can be good. It can, it be. can be. Well, you know, the thing is, is when you go to the gym to work those biceps, you're not going to just, you know, lift the five pounds and be like, okay, I'm lifting something and it's going to do nothing for you. There has to be a level of resistance. Resistance. Exactly. And that to me, and I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong uh, in this, but that's one of the reasons why those principalities and powers still exist is so that we can grow in Christ. Because if everything was easy sailing, we would not need the dependency that we have upon him and we would not marvel at his power. So those principalities and powers, those pesky things that they are, are there for our benefit. And that's why it says, going back to what we're talking about in Colossians, how he is the head, or he's over those principalities and powers, they're on a leash. And they only go as far... Uh, look at the book of Job when Satan came in and said, hey, have you considered your servant Job? Well, yeah, go go sift him for me. You know, um, it, It's a wild thing to think about, but that was Job's resistance to make him the man that he was. Um, you know, when God he, knew that Job would grow through that yes. time. And yes. everybody else, and Satan thought God, uh, that Job would go. You yes. know, Satan says, I'll make him go. And God says, well, you go ahead, because when you go, he's going to grow. You know? Yeah, because God knew what he knit in him. Yes. God knew what he knit in him. That's that unique personality that we were talking about on what's up here. That yes cannot be recreated by AI and Satan doesn't even know all of the things that God knit in you or anybody else who's watching this port edition tonight. And Hey, I just want to encourage everybody who's watching this, <clears throat> maybe listening, go ahead and share this. This is what needs to be heard. Uh, it's such a blessing to have a man of God on with us. Who's also a very gifted musician but a man of the word, the, the word of the Lord, share this tonight. This is what needs to go out. People need to hear this. 
Um, this is why it's this is why Raven's Heart is very different than a lot of your other. Uh, with, and there are very good ones, uh, music uh, oriented and arts oriented podcasts and, and live streams. We dive into the Word of God, and it's Christ centered. Everything is based upon Jesus. And I was saying to um, somebody the other day, if Jesus isn't in the middle of it, I really don't want anything to do with it. You know, that's, if Jesus isn't in the middle, that means I'm on the wrong side of something. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> that is a great point. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to close out for the evening. And hey, what? yes, I know. We're going to have to bring Come it back on. on. We got another hour to go, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have to close this evening. We're going to have Celebrity back on again in the very near future. We're going to break down CNR Word and do that. This is this has been a huge, huge blessing tonight uh, for us. And hey, if again, if you are new to us and you have not subscribed to us on YouTube yet, go ahead and do that and ring the bell. And what that does is it helps get these videos on that stupid AI algorithm up a little bit uh, a little bit higher so people can hear the music and the message that's on here as well. And also, too, if you are watching us on YouTube tonight, uh, we do have our super chat. You probably saw it running at the bottom. Uh, the super chat is active tonight, and you can go ahead and support Raven's Heart and Let Us Cry through the super chat to keep help the microphone, uh, help keep the microphones and the lights on over here. So we want to reach as many people as we can throughout the world with the gospel and just show them the reality of Christ. That's that's what we're here to do. Celebrity brother, thank you so much for joining us. You can hold on while I uh, close everything out, and we'll have the we'll have our after party uh, after after the show. Oh, the after after party? Yeah, the after that's, after party. That's what, right? I the, that's what I brought the guitar for. Uh, <laughs> we'll hop in the TARDIS in the, the back. after after party. Yeah, and we'll, how about we take a ride in the TARDIS too and see where we want to We can up. take a, We can definitely take a ride in the TARDIS because, like I said before, <laughs> if you don't know Doctor Who, then you don't know <laughs> Doctor Strange. So, <laughs> bingo, bingo. All right, everybody. Till next week. Peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.